Welcome, Living Word Chapel family. Whether you are joining us online or in person, we are always so blessed to be able to worship with you. If you are new with us today, we want to welcome you as well. Make sure if you're at an in-person service that you stop by our Welcome Center where it says new here, start here, because we have a free gift for you because you are a gift to us. Well, we are always just amazed by your generosity. Those of you that are so faithful to the work here at Living Word Chapel, we just wanna thank you. We appreciate you. And we appreciate all those that give to the work of the Lord and all the ministries around the world. There is no way we could do what we do, reach out and do all the things that we do without your support and your generosity. Here at Living Word Chapel, we do make it easy for you to give. You can give online, on our website, lwconline.org. You can give in in person or you can do it the old-fashioned way and mail in your gift. Well, as you can see, I'm filming from our cafe here at the church. Um, we have an amazing team. There's always room for more. We would love for you to consider joining our cafe team or just joining the team here at Living Word Chapel. There are so many places to serve. And as we are coming out of the pandemic and people are coming back, there's new families, new faces. We're growing, praise the Lord. But that means we need more help. So if you would love to be a part of what's going on here at Living Word Chapel and use your gift, um, please visit our website, lwconline.org. Click on the homepage, click where it says next step, and then go to serve. There you can see all the areas there are to serve here. And there's a form, click that form, fill it out. And we are excited for you to join the team here at Living Word Chapel. Well, Let's do what we came here to do, and that is lift up the name of Jesus. We are, it is our hope and our prayer this morning that you experience his love and his presence in your life. God bless. All right, well, let's stand.
Isn't God good? I don't hear any music. Hold on a minute. He's good, even though I forget how to do technology. There we go. There we go. There. All right. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is he doing great things in your life? always doing great things in our life, no matter what. He's a God of great things. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how his love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God. You have done great things. You've been faithful through every storm. You'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things. And I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. God, you do great things. Oh, hero, oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior. Your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. Sing hallelujah together. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Unstoppable. Hallelujah, God. Unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have done great things. We 
Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things, you have done great things, oh God, you do great things. Thank you, Lord. reminded who we are as his children. I think sometimes we forget that. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. would welcome me. I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I He has ransomed me, His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of my father's house there's a place for me i'm a child of god yes i am i am chosen not forsaken i am who you say i am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free. Always free I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. 
sun sets free. Oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Hallelujah, Lord. Where would we be without your amazing love, God? Thank you for your amazing Bless you. spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me yes you have yes you have before I took a breath you breathed your life in me yes you did yes you did you have been so so kind to me love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves a 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. your foe, still your love fought for me, yes you did, yes you did, you have been so, so good to me, when I felt no worth, you paid it all for me, you have been so, so kind to me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, please deny the eye. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't 
kick down, lie you all tear down, coming after me. Snow shadow you all light up, mountain you all climb up, coming after me. Snow wall you all kick down, lie you all tear down, coming after me. Snow shadow you all light up. Mountain, you all climb up, coming after me. Snow, why you all kick down, lie you all tear down, coming after me. Lonely, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. no matter what we go through father that you are with us and that your love reaches down so deep wrap your arms around us God and you love us right where we're at Lord we thank you for that God father we thank you that you did not die for us to walk around living defeated lives that you died for us to walk a victorious life. As you say, who the sun sets free is free indeed. We claim that this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. Be with Pastor James as he brings the message. Father, be with the hearts and the minds of all of us in here today. May we leave more like you, in Jesus' name. Amen. faith. It's more than just believing without seeing. It's more than just a stirring or a feeling faith. It has a deeper meaning. See, faith is profound. I mean, it's what raised a man up from the ground. It's what tells us we are no longer bound to these shackles and these fears. Faith tells us that God is always near to the brokenhearted and to the torn. Faith tells us that we have been reborn. Faith is like an anchor that keeps us grounded when we feel surrounded by the chaos and the noise and when we start to lose our identity trying to be what society wants us to be that's when faith calls out to us loud and clear reminding us of why we are here faith and gives us purpose that every time our heart beats in our chest we are reminded who created it and if you lack faith if you have your questions and your doubts, I'm here to tell you today that that is okay. 
that doubt is not the opposite of faith, but the opposite of faith is self-sufficiency. It's thinking that we can live our life alone, not in need of the throne. We seek the fame, the glory, and to be known, and maybe control of your life is what you seek. But the only reason why you have your life is because a man thought you were worth the sacrifice. See, faith gives us peace. Faith gives us rest. Faith will change your life, I confess. Faith tells us not to lose heart. Faith gives us a brand new start. Faith tells us we will never go hungry or never go thirsty. And faith tells us that Jesus will give us his unconditional love and mercy. So when life puts a mountain in front of you, faith tells that mountain to move. And when the walls of Jericho feel like they are surrounding you, faith says those walls will come crumbling down. And when you feel too weak to walk, faith says get up and go. See, having faith is more than just saying I believe. It's a commitment. It's vowing to live a life that is different. So I ask you today, I have faith. Are those three words enough for you to change your life around? Are those three words enough for you to live a life that's profound? Amen. Let me start out with a question. What are you believing today? Because all of us have faith. I've always believed I just haven't always believed in Jesus. And when I didn't believe in Jesus, my life was a representation of me not having Christ in my life. Because you will live out what you believe. If you're an atheist, you believe that there is no God and you will live like there is no God. You know, if you're an agnostic, you believe that there maybe is a God, but if there is a God, he's very far away. And so you live like if God is very far away. You know, you can believe in, uh, in legalism. You could believe that if you perform a certain way, then you're going to be accepted by your performance and you'll live your life with that kind of belief. And so all of us are here with a belief system. And if you're watching online, we want to thank you for being here with us. And I just believe that God has a word for everyone that is listening today, that everyone that is watching, that your faith will dictate your life. And God wants us to have a fortified faith. Fortified means that it is a faith that is defended. It's protected by the things that matter. It's also a faith that is... Um, is able to, to go against strongholds that come at us. And all of us have strongholds. I call that the kryptonite of our life. The kryptonite that weakens us in our, in our greatest strength. See, faith brings strength. Faith brings life. And doubt brings death. If you doubt yourself, you will never be who God called you to be. In fact, there's two things that are vital to your life. They're vital. A, 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 a proper, healthy belief in God, that God is good, and that God produces good in our lives. And then the other thing is a belief that you are worthy of his love. So many people live their lives feeling unworthy of God's love, but you're so worthy that 
the father sent the best. He sent his son to give his life so that you and I could have life and walk in this newness that is produced only through the power of God. But there are faith robbers. There are, there are things in our life that will try to steal the faith that God wants to produce in us or the Holy Spirit wants to produce in us so that we can live out all the purposes that God has for us. And we're gonna be looking today, we're gonna kind of move and shift over to chapter 14 in Joshua. And as we've been going through Joshua, we've seen that Joshua was a man of faith and he, he trusted God. God said, be strong and very courageous. And I want you to go out and I want you to go on the attack and you're gonna have battles that you're gonna be facing. And we're getting to this place now where, where Joshua has been battling all throughout Canaan, all throughout this promised land that was, that was there for him to, to take. And it speaks to us that, that God has something good for each one of us. Amen? But we don't receive that good by just sitting down in a church service. We don't receive that good by just sitting down in our homes. We receive all that goodness that God has for us when we walk out and we, by faith, we, we, we live our lives walking not by sight, but by faith in the one who is greater than anything that we will ever face. You see, we serve a God of the impossible. There's nothing that is impossible for God. And we, we need to look through a lens that, that whatever we're facing, God is bigger than. And so we're gonna go to chapter 14 and we're gonna look at a, a man whose faith was great like Joshua's. His name was Caleb. And Caleb was one of the 12 spies that went to spy out the land that Moses had sent these Israelites into Canaan to go and see what they were going to be facing. Caleb came back with Joshua and said, we can take these guys. They're giants, but we can take them because the God that we serve is bigger than anyone that we'll ever face. The other 10 said, there's no way we can go. There's lions and tigers and bears, oh my, right? And there's no way that we can take these. And, and so, so we come to this place where this fortified faith that, uh, that, that Caleb had, he comes and he approaches uh, Joshua and he, and he tells Joshua, I want to walk out my purposes right now. He was 80 years old. He had gone into the promised land as a spy at 40 years of age. And now he's 40 years older. He said, I'm just as big and strong I can take anyone, I don't care what you put in front of me, and I know that the God that I serve is bigger, and I just know that God is speaking to someone here today that you, maybe you think that you're at the end of your life, or maybe you think that you're at a place that you're in a weak place in your life. The God that we serve is greater than what season you're in right now. The God that you serve is bigger than whatever circumstance you're facing right now. The God that you serve is bigger than any illness that you may be going through right now. God is a God of the impossible, amen? And as we navigate through, through whatever season you're at, we're gonna allow this to, to, to ground us. So I have four, four, four things of fortified faith that I want to, to bring to you. I want you to consider this. And, and the first thing is fortified faith is founded on the devotion of faith. In other words, it's trusting what God says. 
trusting what God says. And as we go to chapter 14, I'm gonna start out in verse six, and I'm reading from the NLT. And it says, a delegation from the tribe of Judah led by Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenesite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb said to Joshua, and this is important, remember what the Lord said. It's paused right there. Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. You're either going to build faith in people you're around or you're going to deplete their faith. You're either gonna build them up in the faith, strengthen them in the faith, or you're going to suck all the faith out of them. What kind of people are we? Caleb and Joshua, they were faith builders, and the other 10, they were faith depleters. Notice that the circumstance they were facing were the circumstance of giants. It was a circumstance of being somewhere that they had never been before. It was foreign to them. Anyone ever been in a foreign place in your life? You've never been there. You've never been in that circumstance. You've never been in that season, whether it's an illness, whether it's a relational thing, whether it's a, you know, a financial crisis. And you're there and it's foreign to you and you're either gonna believe that the God that is with you is bigger and build faith or you're going to run from it or shy away from it or be fearful in it and not allow God to be God. And all of us have people around us that are watching how we live our lives. All of us have family members that are watching if the thing that we talk about, this Christianity is real. And how we're going to face our circumstances. And let me tell you what changes your faith, your devotion to God. The, the, the time that we spend with God will change the way that we believe about ourselves, especially the way that we believe about God, and especially the way that we will face whatever we're facing. Look at what Joshua said, okay? You know, big faith starts with devotion. It, verse nine says, so that day Moses solemnly promised the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever because you, Caleb, wholeheartedly followed the Lord, my God. Something, something special happens when you wholeheartedly will follow the Lord your God. And I'm, I'm saying this to first service. I'm saying this to our online campus. When you say, I'm gonna trust the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all our, my mind, something special happens in our life. That's called devotion. That's called trusting. That's called putting your faith in there. And I love, as Caleb is speaking to Joshua, I love how he says, you remember? 
Do you remember? Do you remember? Right? Remember what the Lord said. And what did the Lord say about you and me? Do you remember, Joshua, what God said to Moses about us? It is so important that we believe the words that God speaks into our lives more than all the words that we hear in the world. When we pick up this God-breathed book, it's not just human words. These are the words of the Almighty God. And when God speaks into our life, do we believe, do we remember, do we default to the words of God, or do we default to all the chatter that does not matter that's all around us? Do we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our understanding and in every way acknowledge him for truth and everything else that goes against him to be deceit and distortful in our life? Because when we trust God with all of our hearts, great things happen. And every day, beloved, every day God wants to speak to us through his word. Every day God wants to speak, speak to us through his word. And when you spend time with God in his word, hear me now. When you spend time with God in his word, you are doing a devotion with God. And when you do a devotion with God, people call that a devotional. It builds up your faith. If you're struggling with fear, this is what will change you. If you're struggling with, with self-worth, this is what will change you. If you're struggling with, with temptations, this is what will change you. Trusting and believing the word of God, meditating on it daily. Uh, the apostle Paul, as he's writing to the church in Rome, he says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of CNN and hearing by the word of Fox, and hearing by the word of MSNBC, and hearing by, you know, whatever. No, it says hearing by the word of God. You want to build your faith in God, you've got to hear the word of God. It's more than just reading the word, it's hearing the word. God wants to speak to us on a daily basis. And when we allow that to happen, his, his word just changes us, and he begins to do things. You know, when, when God says, for, uh, uh, God, for God so loved, for God so loved, he's speaking about you. When, when, God, when God says, you know, uh, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it at the day of his appearing, he's talking about you. When, when, when God says he can do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ever ask or think, he's talking about you. And when you believe and you trust the word of truth and you do devotion with God, it changes the way that you live because you believe that God is real. You believe that God is true. You see the evidence of his work through the power of the Holy Spirit working not only inside of, uh, of you, but working through you and in the life that you're living right now. You want to have faith that is fortified faith. You've got to have devotional faith. 
you want to have defeated faith, you want to have a defeated life, stay away from this. Leave it at your house. You know, put it on, put it on, on, on a table and let it sit there. And, and, and it'll just suck all the faith out of you because God wants to speak to us on a daily basis. And the more God you pour into you, the more God will, that will come out of you. The more God that you allow to, to be poured into you and to permeate your life, the more faith that you're going to have. Here, here's the second thing. Fortified faith is grounded on the anchor of faith. And that's holding fast to the promises of God. You see, our faith, this is important right here, because people get it wrong. Our faith is not anchored on faith alone. It's not like if I muster enough faith, if I just believe more, I got to believe more, I got to believe more. It's not how much faith you have. It's how much God you have. It's how much faith you have in the God who's reliable and faithful. And the more that you trust in God, the more that, that you trust his word, the, the more that you see that, that, that those promises that God has given us are true, not because of our faith, but because of our God. In fact, Jesus said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you'll be able to move mountains. It's not the amount of faith that you have, it's the amount of God that you have. And God will give you the exact amount that we need for whatever we're facing in our lives. Don't trust your circumstances. Don't trust, you know, the people that are, you know, being uh, negative in your life. Don't trust all the negative thoughts. And maybe the past, you're thinking I'm defined by what I've done. Don't trust that. Trust in the one who is faithful, no matter what you're going through. And his name is Jesus Christ. Here, here's what we see in, in, in Joshua 14, verse 8. He's, Caleb says, my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord, my God. So not only was, was Caleb's faith devoted to the words of God, it was anchored in the word of God. And this is a game changer in our lives as well. You see, we, we will never weather the storms without our faith being anchored on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And here's what I know, that when the waves are moving, that solid rock doesn't move. Have you noticed that? Have you, have you ever gone to a, 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 the sea and a beach and you see the, 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 the waves crashing? And did you know those rocks don't move? That's who Jesus is. Our, our lives gets turbulent. Our lives get unsteady. There are things that happen. I don't know what you're gonna face today. I don't know what you're facing yesterday. But I know this, the God who is true will not move in whatever storm you face. No matter what you're going through, God is always capable to keep you grounded and allow for you to see him move in the season that you're in. When, when Think about the New Testament, Jesus and the Gospels. Many times there was turbulence and uh, they would be on the, uh, on the sea and Jesus would be taking a nap. And the disciples were afraid. And they would say to him, Lord, don't you see what's happening? Can't you, can't you feel the water coming on you? And he would say to them, O ye of what? Of little faith. 
What, what he's saying is you're anchored in the wrong thing. You're anchored in the circumstance. When Jesus walked on the water and he called the disciples out, think about it, Peter came out to him. And as Peter went out, you know, he, he kept his eyes on Jesus. And that always, always will bring calm in our lives. Amen? It will always allow for us to do the things that are impossible in our lives. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he put them on the waves and all the crashing water that was around him, guess what happened? He began to sink. And this is what happens to us in our lives. There are a lot of things that go on in our lives that are trying to take our eyes off of the one who is faithful constantly. And so no matter what you're facing right now, no matter how those waves are crashing, you can trust that God is going to be there and help you in whatever you're facing. Here's the, here's the third thing that, that I want us to, to process. Fortified faith is seen through the perspective of faith. And that is our spiritual lens what do you see in your daily life? When you look at the problem that you're facing, and all of us have problems, amen? When you look at the circumstance that you're facing, how do you view it? When you look at that relational situation where it's trying to harbor bitterness and unforgiveness, and I know that no one in first service struggles with that, but second service are notorious about it. I know online you guys don't struggle with that, you know, but if you would, how do you view that relationship that's trying to bring bitterness? You know, it could be a coworker, it could be a, a neighbor, it could be a lot of different things. How we view the circumstances, the relationships, and everything that is before us is how we will produce faith in our life. It's what you're believing. And look at what verse 10 says. I love it. It says, now, as you can see, the Lord kept me alive and well as he promised. Key words right there. As you can see. The Lord, Caleb says, has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Now, he's holding on. He's anchored to the promises. He's got a viewpoint. He's got a lens where he sees God in everything. He says, for these 45 years, none of the years have gone wasted. Here's what you need to know. God doesn't waste anything in your life. God doesn't waste an illness. God doesn't waste maybe losing someone. God doesn't waste maybe a relational problem. He doesn't waste anything. In everything, he's working to make you more like Jesus. In everything, he's, he's working to change your heart, to, to, to help, help you to lean in and to seek him in all the things that we face. So he goes on for 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Now, Caleb and Joshua both were products of other people's unbelief. They were products of other people's unbelief. The other 10 spies said, there's no way we can do it. And God said, okay, I'm gonna let you wander. How many of you know that lack of faith will produce dead results in our life? Amen? Lack of trusting God will produce a lot of wandering years in our life. 
And so for 40 years, they wandered. And guess what Caleb and Joshua did? They walked with them. And they had a different perspective. They had a different viewpoint. And all of those people, all of those men that did not trust in God, they died off. And once they died off, God said, I'm gonna let you realize the promise. I want you to hear this. Sometimes those people in our lives that are producing a lot of doubt, a lot of deceit, a lot of not trusting, they have to die off in our lives so that God will produce the promises in our life. I'm not saying that they die as far as physical death, but they gotta be gone out of our lives for us to walk in the promises of God. You see, there are some people that keep us snagged. They keep us from producing the works of God in our life, amen? And so God, God says, I want you to have a different lens as you're going through it, okay? It says this, uh, today I am 85 years old, the end of verse 10. I am, I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. That's perspective. That's having a different lens in your life. How, how many of you say, you know what, I can't do what I used to at one time? I, I just can't do what I used to do. Can I tell you that what God has done in you in whatever years that you have, you are profitable for the kingdom of God. In, in, in chapter 13, it, it tells us about Joshua. He was old in age. He was old in age. He had, he had lived out all this. He had fought many wars, but God wasn't done with him. Yet, he comes to chapter 14, and he's pouring into the life of Caleb. Caleb said, I can still do what I did at one time. And I want you to know, here's a word for you. I don't care where you are in your season of life. If you're, you know, in, in, the, in an elder's place or you're, you know, in the middle age, God wants to use you for his glory. How do you see the world around you? How do you see the world around you? Do you have a, a, a biblical worldview? Or do you have a Western worldview? A Western worldview separates everything. You know, uh, you have God in church. But when you step out of church, you know, God stays there. And then when you go to school, you know, God stays outside and you go into, into your classroom. Or when you go to work, you know, God doesn't go there. And when you have medical, you have science. And so God's not involved in that. And a lot of people live their lives in that view of their world. But when you have a biblical worldview, when you trust God, that the, that the God that we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter where we go, God goes with us. No matter where we're at, God is there. And no matter what we're doing, God is for us. It doesn't matter what and who is against us. Then you can see things from a whole different perspective and it changes your life. The, the psalmist put it like this. The psalmist says, the earth is the Lord's. And everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. You see the biblical perspective right there? The, the earth is the Lord and all of its people. That means that every person really belongs to the Lord. 
And so no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, we can trust the Lord to work in us and through us to bring positive results for his glory. No matter what, he wants to live his purposes out through each one of us. But let me tell you, the way that you look at your life is going to be realized in the way that you live your life. And if you have a negative, negative mindset, you change that with the word of God. If your lens is always negative, you need to change that with the word of God, trusting, trusting that he's good and he wants good in your life. He wants good in your family. He wants to produce things that we can't produce on our own. He wants to produce good in our church. That's why Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Do you love me? You're supposed to. I love you. I'm supposed to. And we're, we're called to that. It's, it's, a, it's a biblical perspective. Do we forgive each other? Do we walk in the forgiveness of God? Some of you may be listening. You may be watching, and you just feel, I've done so much. I'm not worthy of God. Oh, you are so worthy of God. You are so worthy because Jesus came so that he could make you completely right with the Father. So you could be completely cleansed from all the things you've done in your past and you can walk in this newness of life. And you're a new creation. You're a new creature. All the things, the old things have passed and now you are, you are new. You see, Joshua, Joshua had a perspective that I can do anything that God has called me to do. And how many of us believe that in our life? I can do all that God has called me to do. That's what the Lord has for every one of us. Here's the fourth thing. Fortified faith is moved by the energy of faith. And that's our action steps. Faith moves. Faith is passionate. Look at what what verse 12 says. Caleb says, so give me the hill country that the Lord has promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. In other words, fortified towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. Faith is not just believing. Faith is moving out in action. There's an energy that comes with faith. There's a passion that comes with trusting the Lord. God produces passion in us. This Sunday, we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. All over the world, the the church is celebrating the day of Pentecost. What happened at the day of Pentecost? The Holy Spirit came upon the 120 believers, and they were filled with God, and they spoke in other languages that glorified God, and everyone that was in their presence heard the oracles of God, and 3,000 people got saved on that day. Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He brings passion, energy, and excitement to the children of God. And if you're not excited about Jesus, you haven't met him yet. If if you're not excited about the Holy Spirit, you haven't met him yet because the Holy Spirit produces something in us that brings a lot of passion and a love for the Father and just how good he is and just what he wants to do in our lives. You know, I think about the words of Jesus right before he ascended to the Father, he told his disciples, go therefore. Go therefore. 
and make disciples. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want you to teach them to observe everything that I have taught you. In other words, it's, a, it's an energetic faith that we have. It produces other disciples. It produces other Christ-like people. It does something in us that we could never do on our own. It brings a joy into our lives that we cannot have without God. It brings a peace in our lives that surpasses our human understanding. And that's what the world's looking for. They're looking for peace. They're looking for joy. And they want passion. And so a passionate follower of God, like Caleb, who says, you know what? doesn't matter what I've got in front of me. If God's with me, I'm going to be able to conquer it. And I want you to know something, beloved. At first service, I want you to know online church, I want you to know something, that you serve a conquering Savior. He's a champion of your faith. And there's nothing that you'll face. There's nothing that you're facing right now that's bigger than the one that's with you. And he wants you to know that he's going to be with you. He's going to produce this wonderful faith and a passionate faith and an energetic faith, an excitable faith where you're going to just walk in the power of God. If you come into a church service thinking that coming into four walls is a boring place, let me tell you something. Don't come into four walls, but come into the person and the presence of Jesus Christ. Because when that happens, you will leave here changed. You will leave here transformed. And you will leave here excited because that's what God does in our lives. Verse 13 says this. So Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh. And he gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. So Joshua said, hey, man, have it, bro. Have it. We've been there. We, we, we saw those giants, but have this. And then it says, Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the, the, the Kenesite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. And previously, and I love this, previously Hebron had been called Kiriath Arba. It had been named after Arba. Now Arba was a great hero of the descendants of Anak. Anak was one of the giants that was in Canaan. He was called the great giant. And here's, here's this, this uh, uh, Arba, you know, that, 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 that he had this fortified place, the Canaanites, and, and, and he was this great, great monster of a man. But here's the thing that we need to grab a hold of, is that God had that land for his people. And, and you may be facing giants in your life right now that have been stealing your peace, and they're, they're the peace stealers, they're the faith robbers. And God wants to take them down so that you can walk in the peace that's yours. So you can walk in the joy that's yours. So you can walk in the truth that's yours. And the truth that's yours is that you are important to God. The truth that is yours is that you're special. The truth that is yours is that God loves you so much that he wants to have a relationship with you, not just on Sunday morning, not just once a month, but every second of your day. And what will change that, beloved, is for you to have faith in God. For your trust to shift into the Almighty. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. But I do know this, 
that God doesn't want for you to face it alone. I know he's called you to promises. He's called you to a different way of life. He's called you to realize real peace. He's called you to experience real joy. He's enabled you to distinguish the lies that are being fed into you and walk in the truth of who he is in your life. He wants to deliver the captives. And if you've been captive to an addiction, if you've been maybe uh, uh, just stressed out because of a problem, God wants to come into your space and into your life and he wants to take over. And he wants to give you what you could never have without him. And that is real faith in a real God. And that is as easy as A, B, C. How many of you know your ABCs? The A stands for you have to admit that you need God. You need to admit that, that we fall short. We're sinners. The B is easy. We have to believe in Jesus. And the C, we need to confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's a simple prayer, and I just believe God is calling some of you into, into this right relationship with him for you to say yes to Jesus. And just pray this with me. God, I come to you this morning. I come to you today. I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. Today, I admit that I am a sinner who falls short of your glory. I admit that I need Jesus in my life. And so today, I, I place my faith. I place my trust. I believe that Jesus came to this earth to die on the cross at Calvary for all of my sins. I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would. And so I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, and I choose to follow him from this day forward, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I just would like for you right now just to raise your hand and say, yeah, it's me, I prayed that prayer, and I'm gonna, amen, I see your hands, beautiful, praise God for that. Anyone else, you're saying, I'm gonna trust Jesus, I see your hands, beautiful, buddy, praise God for that. Anyone else before we move forward? And if you did it online, we wanna thank you for, for taking that big step and God has an amazing plan for your life. If you're watching on Facebook Live, just put those emoji hands up and say, I said yes to Jesus. And if you uh, are on, uh, uh, watching online at, and are on our website, uh, there's an email place that you can say, I said yes to Jesus. And we just thank God. Let's give God a big hand for what he's done. Amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And let me, let me pray over, uh, let me pray over, everyone here. And if you're going through a difficult time, a challenge, I just want to pray a blessing over you. I just believe that God has something great for you. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your love and I thank you for your grace, Lord God. And I thank you that there's nothing that we face in life that is bigger than you. Thank you for the, the F-A-I-T-H, the faith that you produce in our hearts and in our minds. And so, Lord God, let us be people of action. I just pray, Father, for, for maybe someone has been dumbfounded. Maybe someone just feels like if they, they don't know what to do, what strategy to take, 
I pray that as they, as they seek you through your word, that Holy Spirit, you will produce action and clarity in their life. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So God bless you. Let's stand up and worship our King. Who am I that the highest King would welcome? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me, who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last, he has ransomed me, his grace was while I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. In my father. There's a place for me, I'm a child of God, yes I am. Hallelujah, praise the Lord that we are his children, and I think we have something else.